1: Uh, uh, uh. Oh, yeah, we are back. We are back. And I'm not going to go back streets, back. All right. Do, 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 do.
2: Honey, honey. No, no, no,
1: no. Oh, I like that one.
2: You like that? It's Abba.
1: Oh, there, there, is, there is actually like a reggae version, but there we go. It's in Spanish. Like, I love you, honey, honey, honey. Lo repetia sin parar. <laughs> okay, I've been speaking in Spanish throughout the weekend. Spanglish most of the time, so please forgive me. I'm not apologizing, by the way. So, you know, th- this may happen.
2: So, first things first, Jose, are you ready?
1: I'm ready, yes, please.
2: Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday dear Jose, Josie, Josie, Josie. Happy birthday to you.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Elliot. Thank you, Becky, for being here there with us go. celebrating my birthday, to which was last week. It was last week, but I've been celebrating like a lot. And That's so this sunglasses is, and hoodie up. is that I've right? got exactly because, yes, <laughs> I'm I'm ready to talk about what we're going to be talking about today. Well, like that, wait, the talk, you the talk. You're going to tell us a story. OK, so I'm, go- a story I'm going to pay attention. So I'm going to just make sure there's proper eye so, right contact and everything. So here let I come, me tell
2: yeah. you a story once upon a time. <laughs> In the dig up woods, the mouse went for a walk. In the dig woods. No, we're not going to tell the Gruffalo. That's how the Gruffalo starts. But we do have a legenda with us today. But let me tell you a story why this ties in today's topic. So my, my client just rang me. She's like, hey, Elliot, how are you? I miss you. I mean, she's not my client anymore. She was my client. And she's like, how are you? I'm going to come to Devon next year. I'm like, great. Let's get a day in the day. She's like, let me tell you something. Like, okay. She's like... I've applied to two TEDx's, which is amazing, right? And I've got accepted to both. So one I'm doing in December, which is fantastic, and I'm excited about that. Um, so can we get some time together so you and I can do some work on it? I'm like, yeah, cool, don't worry about it. Sure, let's get half an hour, send it to me. And then she goes, "What the other one I've applied for, you know, is a bit more serious. I had to do a few auditions, and I just got an email that it's been confirmed that I've been selected. I'm like, oh, really, which one is that? So she goes, oh, it's Sheffield. I'm like, oh, amazing. And, sh- and they said, you know what? And they're going to assign me a curator. Guess who it is? Guess who it is, Jose?
1: I, I have no idea. Who can that person be? Hopefully it's a good you. curator.
2: It's you.
1: It's oh, you. Oh, 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 okay, so who is she? Or who is she? <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Well, she's a legenda. And for different reasons, she's—I love her to bits. You better be nice to her. Her name's Sarah Flynn. Okay. So I thought, oh my God, I don't think he—he he knows yet. So I'm going to tell this on the podcast recording, and this ties in perfectly to what we're going to talk about today, because we're, we're going to talk about how to land a TEDx, how to deliver an empowering TEDx, and how to smash out the park when you have a TEDx. And we've got a legenda for that. We've got the one and only Becky for it. Ladies and gentlemen, please
3: welcome
1: Becky. Becky Let's give it a round of applause. <laughs>
2: Becky's like, oh, what did I let myself into? What, why did I say yes to this? Hello, Becky. Uh, hi, 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 hi. How are you doing, guys? Hi, Good. Becky. Can I just ask you to speak up a little bit, please?
3: Yes, I can. I can talk much louder. I can do all of that voice projection, you
2: know, darling. Yes, let's do it. So, Jose, first of all, how do you feel about that story?
1: Elliot, you are, sometimes I like to say that you're full of it but today you were full of surprises so a lovely surprise thank you so much buddy you know it means the world how you introduced the program today with you know another present eliot has given me many presents before my birthday after my birthday this is one of them and i just checked my email and yes there is a sarah that i'm going to be coaching and forgive me if my voice goes today because i i didn't drink much but i spoke a lot so i'm going to pass the mic over to you guys what a lovely story What a Small World, and I would also like to say this is very much connected, great, because Becky helped me as well to prepare and suggest some changes to Static Sheffield, which they incorporated, and it is looking way more promising this year, guys, let me tell you.
2: I was waiting for my invite to speak, Jose, that's the only reason I was your friend, but it never came, so I guess we're not
1: friends. Because I was waiting, I was waiting for it to get to the next level, to bring a guy like you, (laughs) there we go.
2: Ah, there we go. Becky Walsh, thank you for joining us today. You are a legend. We love you. Uh, thank you for embracing us here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and let's di- deep dive into... Uh, look, everybody wants a TEDx, but first of all, tell us about yourself.
3: Ah, oh, thank you very much. Um, I've been a teacher in personal development for over 20 years. I know it's impossible. I impossible. I possibly be that old. Uh, but yeah, so I've been doing it for 20 years with one-to-one clients and um, I wanted to be a TED speaker like anybody else. And when TEDx Bristol started, I was like, yeah, 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 my opportunity. And I applied the first year and didn't get in. And then I was outraged because in the very first year, there were three women and the rest were all men. I was and then it got taken over by another team. And I got involved with the team in terms of working on the curator side of it. So senior speaker creator for TEDx Bristol. But the other thing I do is, over the years, I've realised how important humour is in personal development. So Mm -hmm. um, I've always added it in my one-to-one sessions. Um, But now I do personal development training, but as a kind of like a stand-up show. So it, it kind of goes through a bit of a journey, really, between having deep conversation and then just laughing and I think probably what happens is the personal development really happens in the conversation afterwards. So it's really set up for people that probably wouldn't want to go and sit with a the therapist, wouldn't want to go and see a talk, um, but they would go and see a comedy show. They do want to go out and have a glass of wine and have a giggle. But it's not the sort of show that you would want to go and let go of your work blues. It's. Uh, is it's it like,
2: like Vagina I... Dialogue or Vagina Diary? What's it called?
3: Yeah, the Vagina yeah. Monologues.
2: Yeah, it's a bit like that
3: no there is no discussion about my mumu
2: no no i don't mean like about your mumu i mean that kind of style that's what no. i meant no. <laughs> no i didn't mean literally
3: a, 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 lot of, a lot of audience interaction which the vagina vagina monologues doesn't have an awful lot of audience interaction right Maybe afterwards but not at the time um, but no none of that so uh yeah no it's real audience interaction it, um it's yeah, the Regina Monologues is kind of like that female kind of
2: thing. This isn't female filmed, it's just okay. personal development, but yeah. Amazing, and, and may I say that you look brilliant, you know, you just look, the word I'm looking for is glorious. Ah, you're just beaming great. it, you're just absolutely you. beaming it. It's so nice mm-hmm. to see, so thank you for joining us again. I'll start off, and I know Jose's always got questions lined up, so he'll, he'll take the next question. But look, let's, let's get down to nitty-gritty, the question that everybody that kind of like, I want a TEDx, I want a TEDx, how do I get a TEDx? So let's start with why does anybody want a TEDx or a TED? Why? What, what does yeah. that give anybody?
3: Yeah, nine times out of ten, they want it because they want to be attached to the brand because the brand is massive. They also see people like Brené Brown, you know, and people that you've never heard of. And then suddenly this TEDx comes out and then it ends up usually on the TED mothership. And it it can literally transform a person from being an unknown into being a a huge success, you know, with book contracts, maybe even television shows. So, you know, where it used to be kind of like, watch your fast track? It was to get your face in front of Oprah. And Ted, to me, has become the new Oprah. It's like if you have been standing on that red circle in the stage, it's the same equivalent as the Oprah effect. For some, and not for everybody. Mm. But I think that that's what a lot of people are hoping for. And I think that as a Ted creator, one of the things that you're always really cautious of are the people who are coming to sell something so it might be that they've got a published book or it might be that they're a coach or it might be that they're and they're really looking for the, the stage as a platform for them their career and they're not interested in a message and maybe it is a message but it's also a let's make lots of money message but then but it isn't the idea the, the idea worth sharing isn't their main goal their main goal is notoriety so that something is a creator you kind of you're looking for not in the judgmental way but you're looking at how credible is this like what's this person's history what's this person's life or if they just coupled together something that they think would be really good that they can vaguely talk about which is going to basically help their book sales
2: right so you're saying really i mean the essence of tedx is an idea worth spreading but that's not why people tend to want to do it people tend to want to do it to, by to be associated with a brand to be, you know, to, to land a new faceless type Oprah, which is the thing to be seen on, to be heard on, which can land book deals, film deals, yeah. modelling. I've got modelling deals right? from it. What can yeah. I tell you? I'm the face of many you know, brands. No, I'm not. Yeah. It, it, be nice it to absolutely say.
3: can be both. It really can be both. But you do notice when, when we, I mean, TEDx Bristol is the second largest TEDx in Europe. And so we're getting applications coming in from the States, from, you know, all over the world. So you you don't kind of go right the way across the, the world to be on a TED platform and, you know, and pay for your flights and all the other stuff because we don't pay the speakers. So you ain't doing it for the money. So, you know, you are either doing it because you love TED conferences, you've watched them, you think that they're amazing, you know that you've got an idea worth sharing. But number one is you have something that you need to get out into the world because it's going to change the world. You want to use that platform because you know that you've created something that's going to change the lives of millions of people. If you want to get on a platform because you know that you have got an idea that's going to change the lives of millions of people, that could change something fundamental to the environment something fundamental to technology you know innovation arts you know you have that you will go out with your elbows to get on that TEDx stage and, and that's the voice that i'm looking for when i'm listening is somebody who just goes i have something absolutely to share There may be no unique ideas, and sometimes we hear something for the first time that we've heard many times, but the person who says it to you says it in such a way that it lands, when you may have heard it a million times before. So this doesn't mean that the ideas we're sharing have to be completely unique, but it's whether or not you can find someone who is the joiner of dots. Because as time moves forward, you know we create new pictures from the dots that went before us. So there's all of these dots, and then you can find that somebody else adds a couple of other pieces into the jigsaw puzzle and creates a whole new image of something that you thought you could see before, but a change of perception gives you a whole new picture. And so it's not about creating you know, stuff that is completely unique and brand new, because that's difficult, but what are we learning in this moment in time based on the dots or the jigsaw pieces of our past that can create something right now for this moment in time that changes something in a societal, community, or personal way.
2: Mm. That's next year. Well, I'm Becky, and I'm done speaking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so is that is that the moment where when you passed the mic to me to ask a well, question? Well, yeah, because
2: okay. I, I said I'll. I know you've got questions, but you've just been silently. I was <laughs> waiting for the queue.
1: No, yes, oh, I've got oh, my question. Okay. I wrote Jose, it down you like and everything. would
2: like to ask a
1: question? It's here. My lovely, oh, okay. yeah, I've got my sticky notes here. Becky, so yeah, changing the world and all of that, I would like to quickly highlight people. When you're thinking about doing a TEDx, listen to what we're sharing here today. So I'm speaking to you listening or watching this episode today because it's not about pitching your business. It's not about, you know, selling your book. It's actually about adding a great deal of value and changing people's perspectives and sharing something that can transform people's lives. Okay. So bear that in mind when you think about your TEDx idea. And now Becky, my question to you is, what's the difference that makes the difference in terms of a TED, let's just call it TED going viral and one not going viral?
3: I think that's a really difficult thing. I think
2: mm.
3: I think it's about how it relates on an emotional level. All the ones that I've seen that have gone viral, that have been a TEDx, that have ended on the TED mothership, that have really gone viral, have spoken in a way that just makes you go, oh, like something just opens. And the, the, the ones that I can really say that just spring to my mind, definitely Brenna Brown, the vulnerability mm. that she shared in that, and the fact that we all went, Oh, that's why I'm like that, and that's a very personal thing. When you can go the the level of identity, um, and I was also say the same thing happened for me with um, Sir Ken Robinson, the late Sir Ken Robinson, when I saw his TEDx when he was talking about you know um, the element and the the brain that you take to school. That was another. Oh, that's why I'm like that. Then there was a great talk about multipotentialites, and the same thing happened. That's why i'm like that and i think anything for me and this might just be for me that makes me feel like i understand myself so much better or i feel less alone and i have that sense of connection from a ted talk and that relates but it might be that you're um very much into the environment or you you're very much into technology and you see something that you learn from and that becomes like a ah that again has joined some dots together maybe something that you're working on yourself and it, it pulls things together but it's a human element for me it's the okay. understanding of something and i think you know i do a lot of um training so i i especially ta- uh, do training for um councils and quite often i will go and flesh out my um talks for councils by watching tedx talks in similar things because i absolutely know that I am going to get the leading edge science for my subject by making sure that I'm keeping up to date, not by plunging myself into books that are extremely time consuming to read, but by getting those absolute nuggets of information that are leading edge from TED Talks. So I think that that's why um, they go viral.
1: Can, can I a- ask one more question linked to that, Elliot? Would you, would you allow me to, please? You I go, would girl. love to. Thank you so much. So, okay, and that is a great point, Becky. Now my next question. Does it make a difference if I, you know, I've spoken at the TED stage, okay, in terms of the reach, or if I've spoken at TEDx Bristol or TEDx Sheffield?
3: Cool. So what happens? So say for example, we had a, a number of TEDx Bristol talks and what happens is 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 you you really want a, a TEDx conference to make a great video. Uh, the, the the filming of that is so important and we worked with a really great team of, of, of film people and editors you that's so important you can mess up on the stage on the day but how it's edited means it looks like you never did so the the film is really integral and then that film goes on to youtube but it's also given the organizers will give it to, to ted to have a look and they will go i mean you can imagine how many they get But they will go through and they'll pull out some of them, not all of them, and put them on on TED. Now, this is all about volume of views. So people who have subscribed to your TEDx Bristol will not be the same level of numbers of people who've subscribed subscribed to TED Talks. Hmm. So once you end up on a TED Talk, you have... Um, the film is then available for a hell of a lot more subscribers than it is on your particular TEDx. So that's why it's kind of important to um, make the grade to be able to do that. But then it's quite interesting. I've noticed that you know, um, during the pandemic when not so many TED Talks were coming out, Um, TED conference started putting up more talks on the on the TED platform from old conferences that they maybe went through and went, well, actually, let's have another look at more content that we had before. And so they seem to be adding more talks, I think, from TEDx conferences than they did before the pandemic, which is good news if you're a TEDx speaker.
1: Cool. Okay. Fantastic. Elliot, over to you and bless you because I saw you sneezing. I couldn't hear you. So well done for muting your mic.
2: <laughs> you know me, I'm a pro. I'm a pro. Thank you. Thank so you, As you were speaking, I was like, I jumped on TED and like the 10 most popular TEDx talks. Not TED talks, TEDx talk, right? It's interesting, actually, because these are TEDx, not TED. And we can talk about the difference in a minute. Um, so interestingly, what the, what the first top two that come up is Simon Sinek. But guess which one of Simon's? Do you know which oh, one?
3: It, it, it has to be the one where um, he, uh, the thing where he talk, talks about Apple and he's got the flip chart behind him.
2: Yes. How yes. great leaders inspire action. Yeah. Yes. And then you've got the power of vulnerability. This is in no particular order, by the way. Then looks on everything. Believe me, I'm a model. And that's by Cameron Russell. Then you've got Robin, Robert Wal, Waldinger. Sorry. What makes a good... Lesson, a uh, good life. Lessons from the longest study of ha- on happiness. Uh, the happy secret to a better work. That's Sean Art, not Art Achu. Uh, the orchestra in my mouth. Tom Thumb. Or, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing everyone's names, by the way. Then you got Celeste Headley. Ten ways to have a better conversation. Then you got Mars Jabrani, a Saudi and Indian and an Iranian walking to a Qatari bar. Depression: the secret we share. And that's by Andrew Solomon. And then you got thomas schrares a 12 year old app developer so those are the top 10 according to ted tedx is not ted's because if it was ted's then we'd have sir ken robinson and other ones uh, amy cuddy and some of those so really interesting so when it comes down to a tedx what is what is your criteria like what are the what are they how do they get on your stage because i know you're strict you've got a second biggest one in europe what's the first just out of interest
3: Oh, do you know? I actually don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, um,
2: so really, technically, you could say you're the biggest in the UK? Oh,
3: yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Right. Yeah, we just we just claimed that one. But there'll always be someone on your coattails. You know, that's right. the thing. And, and, Sheffield. Anyway, yeah. The Sheffield oh, game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I pulled up a document I'm going to read it to you. Um, yes, so go for this it. Is, this is the document that we actually use. And we worked it down into different criteria because... The, the, the thing as well that you really want is you want a level playing field. You want everybody to have the same opportunity as everybody else, but they need to fit into a particular criteria. So what we said was, why now? You know, so um, what is it about this idea that resonates in this current climate? So that's what I was saying about the joiner of dots. You know, why is this relevant in this particular moment in time? Is it credible? So is it well thought out as an idea? Is there good evidence and depth to it? That's important. Why then? Are they the best person to tell the story? And what are the qualifications or experiences that give them the credibility for the ownership of this particular topic? Uh, and then why TEDx Bristol? Now, this is very different across um, lots of different TEDxes because we wanted to champion our city. Now, it might be, you know, that someone's happy to have a TED speaker that's kind of like, you know, going up to Sheffield that lives in Bristol or, you know, but but we wanted to showcase the people in our city. So it was, you know, what is it about this idea or this person that fits with us and not a t- another Texed X event? So does this story or message resonate with our theme and our values as a town, as a city? And also we had particular themes. So um, the first set I got in, uh, involved with was called dare to disrupt which I loved dare <laughs> and then the next one was um, rethink reflect and reboot so we split it up across the days into those kind of three headings um, and then the final one is will it work you know can they talk are they inspiring will it excite the audience and how much coaching do they need and can we provide that because we did provide like Elliot Um, No, sorry. Like Jose is a coach. Both coaches, but yeah, you are both coaches. But you know, it was really important to be able to have coaches there because one of the things, and um, I remember this story in particular. But there was um, uh, we when we work with volunteers. So to create a level playing field, we have volunteers that come and watch the videos, look at the applications, and then rate them. And so each of those five criteria gets rated as five hell yes and one yeah not so much and it's the ones that get quite like a a high number that actually get to go through but what we did with the volunteers is we looked at the ones with a high number but then we asked the volunteers to show us three of the ones that they had discounted and it was and the reason for that is to make sure that quality and understanding of what we're looking for was really assured so in one circumstance a volunteer um had said no, not to this one. And when we asked why and we watched the video, she said, well, she can't, she can't talk very well. She doesn't use English particularly very well. And what she was referring to was that this woman was from a very working class background. So she's like, all right, like, what is it, in it? Got it, you know? And so there was no, you know, I mean, it makes me think, yeah, about, no, because it wasn't even there, but, but or nobody, it was very um, Bristolian, really hard to understand. Things that you sort of say, like, where would that be to, you know, that wouldn't normally come across. But her story was fantastic. The rest of that, in terms of how to present, how to stand, how to speak, how to not look at your feet, how to, you know, and and how to articulate particular words and how to sentence uh, and how to create sentence structure. We can teach that. We can teach that. And we don't want to lose the Bristolian. That's Bristol. You know, and we don't want to end up with it being kind of like a a TEDx platform for the middle class, educated people who can talk. You know, we wanted to have a full spectrum. So that was something really important that we had to get across to our volunteers is don't make it intelligent middle class. That means that people who are from all sorts of backgrounds or maybe doesn't have English as being their first language is going to be excluded. So I think that that was an important way of being able to vet it all out.
2: Oh, that's really interesting.
1: Jose. Becky, you got me thinking as I was listening to you, my mind just went to so many different places, especially, you know, since you touched on the accent element.
2: I knew I knew this would get you sparked up.
0: I had a feeling.
1: Yeah, well but I'm not I'm not gonna dive deeper into it today. This is a conversation to have with you, Elliot and Becky, and many other people that I'm hoping will support me on this. Because this has become a, a big problem for people with accents, not just you know, as a non-native speaker, but for native speakers, just like you explained. Yeah, so basically,
2: accent, accent there's a range. There's there's non-English accents and there's accents within England, or within mm. the UK, right? And it's it's you know, if we're going to talk inclusion, we need to talk inclusion across the board, right? You know, and I think that's what you're alluding to, right, Jose?
1: Well. I mean, there's even a topic nowadays that there is a bit of a racism behind the different accents and depending on where you're from and everything else. So the Italians and the Spanish, they sound really nice. And they are unconsciously people rate us as kind of sexy, interesting. But then if it's a person from another country, oh, there's a red alert that goes, you know, in the background and things like this. So there will be a talk around these people coming
3: I I think you're right I think it's highly important and it's something especially because of you know Bristol with our Colston history and all the rest of it Mm -hmm. it was absolutely something that we felt was really important for uh, to raise up voices that perhaps don't normally get heard and I think that that you know I think that that is the responsibility of tech conferences to actually be able to make sure that you're checking in on any level of unconscious bias and it's also why we wanted to have a range of volunteers as curators because we wanted um curators from a series of backgrounds so you just didn't have one person kind of like looking at the criteria and it, it is hugely important i mean we ha- we're not that far away from stations like the bbc hello and welcome to the world service you know everything was done because there was this intelligence that came from an actual education of of being able to speak elocution lessons so people who'd had elocution lessons—you got elocution lessons if you were privately educated. So it just made it completely available <laughs> for people who had. Sorry, the dog's barking now. In and message. what but, accent does <laughs> the dog bark? Yeah, he's actually got. Um, he's actually got a um. Uh, a Romanian accent. If you listen oh. really carefully. Oh. Yes.
2: I, thought, I thought I detected a bit of. Romanian. Yeah, you can
3: detect that. But it's um. But but these things are are hugely relevant and important because. It's not just, it's classism at the same time as well. So it's a whole range of stuff that is excluding uh, people who have interesting things to say. So yeah, I, it's that we live living but hopefully it's starting to transform.
1: Mm. Okay, so what would you say, Becky, to them people that want to do, yeah, their own, well, they, they want to do a TED or let's just talk about TEDx to start with. They want to do a TEDx and they have a strong accent. What would you recommend to these people?
3: Yeah, I would say just just do it. Absolutely. Go for it and do it, because, you know, it's wrong that a TED will judge you on your accent. And I would imagine that, you know, if if they're worth their salt, they're not going to. Um, They shouldn't. But, you know, it's wrong. But that tends to be the way that the world is. And I would just say, keep going until you come across a TEDx that's not run by idiots. (laughs)
1: well there we go so carry on applying yeah until actually yeah people that appreciate you and okay cool they'll give you they'll give you the Um, opportunity i
3: mean i don't know how hard that is i mean clearly look at me um but i will tell you that i have had i came from the north of england and i used to have a very strong Darlingtonian accent um and i deliberately lost it Uh, and i deliberately uh give middle class perception because i wanted to work for the bbc so um, I, I am from a very distinct working class uh, and I have literally changed everything about me so that I have more opportunities by coming across middle class.
2: It's interesting because so, my dad I wouldn't say
3: I wouldn't give that as a suggestion to anybody, but that is what I did. That's that, because I knew that if I wanted to work in theatre, um, that there wasn't the same level of opportunities if I'd have come in as who I was.
2: Mm. yeah my dad did that you wouldn't know that but he's from east london and then when he was like hello i'm daddy i mean it's well like, like, actually i made him even posher but he sounds like that and because he made a decision like you he knew that the opportunities would be less and you know if he had a, a, a like an east end accent you know he'd immediately be typecast or, put, or he ended up in sales anyway so i don't know why he bothered but you know in <laughs> that respect, but you know i completely get it my dad did that Uh, for that reason and many in fact one of my clients she told me so she specializes in she's big on identity and obviously she's herself black and not UK black what was it I can't remember exactly and um, so she does a lot of work on the identity side of things and she goes into corporates and what they actually did is they created this forum where people can express themselves anonymously, and they had to openly share what they've done to decrease their how can I phrase this their ethnic presence. And so many of them say that they they put their hair in a certain way, that they went to elocution lessons, that they changed their name because um, this was completely anonymous, not pretending. Like action, and she was just blown away that uh, they changed the way they speak, they changed their accent, they changed they got elocution just so they wouldn't. On paper or even over the phone, be heard of their ethnic background, and I think that's quite a yeah. worrying sign of of uh, the, 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 where we are even today. But today's not about that. But I think as we went there, we might as well discuss it as well. So it's yeah. nice to know that TEDx Bristol is looking to eliminate unconscious bias and is looking to welcome everybody and all. So that's fantastic, and may uh, many other TEDxes follow suit and TEDs across the world. Yeah. And just you so- know.
3: In on that um our director has just got a job for channel Four as so the community and diversion uh person for channel four so we obviously knew what we were doing because <laughs> she you know to, to the point where she got picked up for that i think she's just brilliant yeah
2: really yeah brilliant. no that is fantastic yeah. by the way i just i just tweaked that bristol is down the road from me so uh, we should seriously do lunch <laughs> mickey because you know we, we are very close that. to each oh, other let's do it <laughs> So what are very quickly, because you've got about 10 or so minutes. So what are the big mistakes people make? I mean, because, you know, I know, for example, myself, because I I put on events and I obviously work with speakers. I get the whole, I've just written a book. You should put me on stage. I'm like, no, that is not that just doesn't work. Or I get someone's PA contact me. You know what? Jose is willing to speak for you and he's willing to waive his fee. I'm just using Jose as an example. Would you like me to set up a call with him? I'm like, no. So what are some of those you've had, Becky, when it comes down to TEDx?
3: <laughs> just cut and paste. Cut and paste. You've You've sent the same thing out to every single TEDx. You haven't looked at what the theme is and you're making it sound like we should be eternally grateful for the fact that you've even written to us but it's the cut and paste it's that you know when something's been cut and paste and literally all you've done is you've you've gone through every single tech te- thing you don't even know when the date of ours is you've just cut and pasted your talk you haven't personalized it you haven't looked at the theme and you're just spamming and and it just is so disheartening when you get that you just think oh god no um so that that's really that's really hard and also you do get the I'm an author of blah 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 okay great but does your book fit into the theme no it doesn't so why why are you even applying to us? So, this the, is the time wasting element. There's, the, there's a book called No, I Won't Read Your Effing Script. And, um, <laughs> and uh, it's kind of it's a little bit like that. It's kind of, no, I won't, you know, or they'll kind of go, oh, you've got to read my talk. You'll find it so interesting. No, I, I won't. <laughs> Do, application. Do the application. That's what i find really interesting. So, that sounds really harsh, but I think sometimes people just really let themselves down by by that and it happens in all I mean I remember um, getting uh, <coughs> sorry I'm gonna let the dog out okay even the dog uh, gets uh, upset
2: by that and we understand and even the upset. dog doesn't and want to read the application well,
3: but um <laughs> you know it's I you know I was I was um send it we did a call for radio presenters and a similar thing happened you know we're really clear we want three minutes on an mp3 this format you know and people were sending me cassette tapes i mean this is going like a long time ago but you're kind of like oh come on you know so (laughs) um so you know things like that but um i think that that i think that that is about i think it's actually about self-esteem because although you might think it's about someone thinking that they're hugely important i do think that sometimes people kind of have a go with the intention of failing So they don't put in the work, they don't put in the effort, so they can say, well, I tried, but it didn't work because they're actually Mm. secretly terrified. Mm. And I think we all have internal saboteurs that stop us doing what we know we need to do, because if you really wanted to do it, you would be absolutely 100% on it, but you're falling short of it. So you can say you tried, but failed, and it's not your fault. So I don't feel too harshly against people who are chronically wasting my time, clearly. But I do think I do think that that's your saboteur doing that. I, I Unless you were really are narcissistic and you think that I should just spot talent. Because that's something that happens, is people sort of think that you just spot talent. And people have a, a secret desire to want to be chosen, to want to be... And I had this too. When I used to go... Um, I remember going to see a Prince concert. I wanted to be the girl that would be pulled up on stage by Prince to sing with Prince, even though I can't sing. And... <laughs> But just pull me on stage, Prince. See just me pull in the me. crowd. We'll you know? So we want to be special, and we want to have someone go. Oh, I see something incredible about you, <laughs> and, and we all want that. So we kind of, kind of half-heartedly give them some stuff so that we can be spotted as a, an incredible talent. The problem is, is you have to be an incredible talent to be spotted. And so you actually have to put some work into being incredible talent, and so put in an incredibly talented proposal. Please, God, make my life easier. So yes, sorry. Uh, I think I think Don't you rant. just nailed
2: where I've gone wrong. All, my, most of my life, that whole being talented part. Oh, Stop me. Dad, love I think, me. I, I, yeah. I, I almost gave you a boo there, but that's reserved for Jose. No, you.
1: You always gave yourself a boo. You could. Yeah, yeah, you're not no, no, you, giving yourself a boo.
2: You need talent to be spotted. Oh, my God. I thought it would be my good looks. My, this is yeah. a depressing moment in my life. Yeah. Because I, I, I think I need you to take over. I'm just going to mourn for a little bit.
1: Well, take, take your few seconds. One, two, three. Back. Okay,
2: I'm, I'm over it now. I'm over it. <laughs>
1: That's, it. That's, it. That's all, all right. it takes, people. That's all it takes.
2: Did it work, Becky? Did it work?
3: Okay. Yeah. I, I can see you, I spot you,
2: you're incredible. My god, we must get you on the stage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did it work? Right, one last question, because we need to start wrapping up soon. Jose, I know you've got a final question.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. I, I hope I hope I do have a final question. Well, this one is gonna go around tips. So mistakes people are making. You kind of given away some tips throughout this session, Becky. Thank you so much. But what would you say are your top three people you want to be spotted? (laughs) You want to, you know, you want to, you you have a dream, you want to be on a TEDx stage? Three things you definitely need to do no matter what. Becky's three.
3: Firstly, I think it's about your whole life is what. What happened to you in your whole life that you brought you up to this moment? Not your whole life story. We haven't got time. We've got 15 minutes. Um, but what, what have you done? Like, what makes you the expert for this? So that you're not just kind of like looking at retelling a story like a journalist, that you are telling the story you lived, telling the story that you've studied, telling the story that you've worked at. So that, that if that's you in the lab coat, whatever that is, like that really... Work on that and let that be everything that you do. Don't be a speaker to be a speaker. Be a speaker about the thing that you love. So that's really important. Perseverance, just keep going at it. And just, you know, you can't really ask for feedback. We don't always have time to give it, but just keep going and go and watch these conferences. Be in the audience. Make notes about what really works because lots of people want to be a TED speaker, but have they actually gone and watched a TED conference? You know, in live, live, have they seen a live TED conference? Lots of them haven't. So why would you push to do something that you actually haven't experienced yourself? Like being an actor, who would never sat in an auditorium. Uh, So that's important as well. And support, volunteer, get involved. Don't just think about the stage. But go and be part of the TEDx team, because by doing that, you you learn so much and you also get on people's radars. It's not the same as like extras never make actors. It's not the same as a volunteer won't end up on the stage. Um, you, you never know. And you never know, especially in these times when anyone can fall over with a cough. And, um, you know, you never know that it might suddenly go, actually, something's happened. We've got a spot you know you've been talking to our coaches you've been talking to our get up on stage and cover the next 15 minutes you know you never know what's going to happen so what I would say is you know perseverance but think outside the box of the linear snobbishness of I only want to be a speaker and I don't want to get involved in any other way get involved in every way that you possibly can especially if you've got one local to you
1: Why are you blowing kisses? You're not the one that gave the tips. Why well, are you blowing
2: kisses?
1: I'm blowing kisses, and the thing is, Elliot is complaining because those kisses are not for him. The kisses are for Becky, for oh, an okay. excellent contribution. But there you go, Elliot. You want some kisses? I'm blowing kisses to Elliot oh, as well. Okay. There you go. Besito. No, wow. I don't want those
2: kisses because Come on, get, get some of really these kisses. This
1: this is what you said. I remember when we met. Finally, remember. I'm going to from you and I kissed you. That's okay. When did you That's kiss okay. me? You
2: didn't
1: kiss me. I did kiss you on each chick. I just went mwah, mwah.
2: No, no, no. I'm not accepting mm. that I'm afraid. Anyway, mm-hmm. we can we can carry on about the kissing. But in the yeah. meantime, Becky, how do people reach out to you, hear you know, where can they follow you, where can they watch you? Please, the stage is yours.
3: Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Yeah, so the easiest thing is BeckyWalsh.com. I've also got a YouTube channel, Becky Walsh Intuitive, uh, or Stand Up Intuitive, I think it is. can't even remember. Uh, I'm on Instagram. Uh, I'm not on TikTok. I cannot be bothered. Um, but, I mean, I'm on pretty much everything else, really, you know the side of an ice cube bottle you know whatever
2: it's <laughs> ice cube bottle <laughs> well i
3: meant like an ice oh, cube ice cube bottle bottle. And, Bot- ended okay up being something else but i may i make up it words it's fine um but yeah yeah you can reach out to me and if you know if um you want to know about what's going on we're not really i'm not working on a ted bristol at the moment i've actually got a ted talk coming up hopefully in march my own. Ooh. so we shall see about that so that's going to be good we're, we're just in the process of that the date changed Uh, and so hopefully
2: it's going to be in March amazing thank you again for coming on the show and for sharing such wisdom knowledge insights tips and advice it's been an absolute pleasure so listen before I hand it over to Jose to wrap up the show make sure that if you do want to land a TEDx know the theme do your research do your homework base it on your story but not narrating yeah be a true account of your story be persistent get involved And make sure you get involved for the right reasons. Jose, over to you.
1: And carry on failing until you make it. Come on. Let's do this, people. Everybody here. Clap, 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 (laughs) clap, 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 clap. What's going on?
2: Remember, people. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. We have a new episode coming out every Saturday. So make sure you like, subscribe, and you leave us a comment. And if you leave us a comment, I will send you a copy of my book until we release our book together, which is coming out next year. Till the next time, you'll be
0: listening to the Public Speaking Expert Podcast. See you soon. You've been listening to the Public Speaking Experts Podcast with Elliot Kay and Jose Ucar. Follow us on Instagram and join us next week for even more. Remember to always speak your greatness. Subscribe, rate, and comment.